This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Joining me now is an American political scientist, a legal scholar, a retired professor of political science and law at Vanderbilt University. Uh, She is a woman uh, with a strong moral core, someone that I've known for a very long time. And trust me, folks, the woman is an academic and she actually makes sense. Please join me in welcoming my good friend, Dr. Carol Swain, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, um, if you don't know about Dr. Carol Swain, just so you know, uh, she obtained early tenure at Princeton and full professorship at Vanderbilt, where she was a professor of political science and a professor of law. Uh, she has had three presidential appointments. She is a distinguished senior fellow for constitutional studies with the Texas Public uh, Policy Foundation, as well as a, a number of other awards. Uh, but I brought her in today because she is particularly involved in some of the news that we've been talking about, which has to do with what's going on in our colleges and universities and the moral rot that we're witness to. So first of all, let me say hello to Dr. Carol Swain, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure. Uh, Dr. Swain, you know, we've heard so much about Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, who amazingly before everyone in this country could not say that the uh, threatening the Holocaust or extermination of the Jewish people uh, was not a violation of the code of conduct of the college of which she is president. Uh, It was almost as though that was a difficult question for her to answer. So she was asked it multiple times and she's kept saying, well, it depends on the context. Uh, What is your reaction to that? I felt that the three university professors had been coached by someone who was radically out of touch with America and that they were so wedded to that coaching, they could not answer the way individuals normally would be able to have a gut reaction. They should have had... They should have ended up at the same place, but they should have been using different words because it seemed as if they had been coached. I found their performances appalling, but I was not surprised because American education has declined to the point that it really is like a a Marxist indoctrination center. And the Ivy League, the most elite institutions in America, have been taken over by people on the far left. And they're being led by people that are kind of like, I don't want to call them fools, but I can tell you (laughs) that it used to be you would have your college presidents and your deans. And when the undergrads, because some of them, you know, freshmen, the first time away from home, they're supposed to, you know, come up with ridiculous ideas or want to challenge everything. Mm -hmm. But you want adults on campus, adults 
to set moral uh, uh, guidance and uh, and to steer young people. But what we have seen over the last decade or two is that these uh, universities, pretty much the inmates, these you know <laughs> young people are running other prison. So many progressive leftists at the, as the heads of corporations is because they've come out of these, as you call them, Marxist indoctrination centers. But but the, the fundamental uh, the reaction that everyone has, I think you summed it up when you said she couldn't answer normally. And you know what, Dr. Swain, everyone's been prepped, whether it's for to appear before a committee or before a boss or, bef- you know, in a, in a legal case, whatever it might be. But, you know, when you get the question repeatedly at some point you have to say to yourself you know maybe I'm missing the question and when she was asked several times the same question uh, that if you had substituted uh, you know if they were calling for the exterminations of blacks she wouldn't have hesitated I believe to say well that is a violation of our uh, code of conduct but she had the opportunity and she never quite pulled back from it depends on the context but I think more more, more particular to you uh, and of great concern to many people is the fact that the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, is someone who has been accused of outright plagiarism. And, and we're not just talking about, you know, a comma or a quotation or, you know, an interchange of words, because very often people take the thoughts of other people, change the words, and, you know, that might be okay. But we're talking about blocks of statements written by other people that she has just transformed as part of her own uh, uh, statement or writing, even to the point of her own doctoral thesis, which in particular, she seems to have plagiarized some of the uh, items that you have written. Can you explain that? And I also want to say just Janine, she won a prize for her undergraduate thesis at Harvard uh, on economics. And she won a prize for her dissertation. And I hear people, they have checked her dissertation, they've checked her writings, but has anyone checked that senior thesis? Because that's really what put her on the map. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's no excuse excuses that can be made for what she did. When I first heard about it Sunday evening, I wanted to reserve judgment because I thought it could have been an accident and her committee sure. should have caught it. But then when I actually looked at her writings on Monday, I was shocked. Um, I was surprised that her career, basically the articles that had gotten her tenure, I would argue were derivative of my prize-winning book, Black Faces, Black Interests, The Representation of African-Americans in Congress, published in 1993 uh, and reprinted uh, a, a couple of other times. But it won three national prizes, was cited by the U.S. Supreme Court, was wow. considered path-breaking and the seminal work in that area. And when I earned early tenure at Princeton, the standards were clear. You had to have a path-breaking book. In fact, the Ivy League wasn't interested in articles. They were only interested in books. That was mm-hmm. the standard. Well, when I looked at her work, she also had worked with um, minority representation, black representation, Congress. And you would think that if there is a senior scholar who's done path-breaking work, that you would engage uh, uh, that work to either refute it, to affirm it, or to expand it. She didn't do that. She would have me listed 
uh, in her bibliography, but not really in a way that if you were reading her papers, you would think she came up with the idea of pursuing that line of inquiry. You wouldn't know that she was really building on ideas that I popularized in my award-winning book that was considered, you know, seminal in that area of representation. So I became very upset about that, but mostly I was sad on Monday. I was curious on Sunday. I was sad on Monday, but Tuesday I was livid. And I'm not a personality who gets upset. I almost never get angry, but I was so angry. I felt like I was going to blow a head gasket because (laughs) there was no accountability and the people at Harvard were going to stand behind her. And they were even, and they're still trying to do this, Right. To redefine what is plagiarism, I saw an article last night in American Prospect where where uh, Robert Kuttner was saying that I was the only one that was calling it plagiarism. The other people that she lifted passages from, and this is not exactly true, but this is what he said, that I was the only one. There are some other people that are upset, but many of them said, oh, it's all right, it's it's okay. I mean, you can't uh, just absolve someone from accountability and responsibility because you like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were saying, oh, it, it's okay that she didn't uh, give us proper attribution. In my case, it's not okay. It had a lasting impact on my career in the sense that in academia, your statue is determined by how many times your work is cited. So even though I had similar work in the area, she was not citing it the way she should have been. And students that would go to her work, you know, they would cite Cite her work. They wouldn't know about my work. There's a ripple effect. Right, right. Well, you know, the interesting thing is when the New York, um, Dr. Carol Swain, when the New York Post uh, uh, brought these allegations of plagiarism to Harvard and they wanted some reaction from the Post, um, the Harvard actually hired a law firm uh, that sent a several-page letter to the New York Post threatening them uh, with defamation if they claimed that Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, was was committing plagiarism. And the interesting part of it is that uh, the person who was doing this was part of the Biden-Harris transition team and is a former Hillary Clinton aide. This is something that not only uh, is the other person not entitled to do and not entitled to get credit, for but it takes as you say so well it takes the credit from you but they really are trying to redefine plagiarism because they want to keep Claudine Gay president what is so special about her other than she seems to be a political operative whose you know definitions depend on politics I'll tell you what's special about her she's a product of their system because she went to Phillips Exeter Academy uh, one of the most elite uh, boarding schools in America. They would call themselves the most elite. And then she had her Harvard education where she won a prize for her senior thesis. And again, she won a prize for her uh, dissertation that we know uh, was plagiarized. And yep. when I look at her work, the work she presented at Stanford for tenure, that would not have gotten anyone tenure in the Ivy League when I came through. And so she is a product of their elite system. And when people ask me, well, why, you know, why aren't you at Harvard? Uh, Why aren't you further along? I don't have the right pedigree. And ever since I've been in academia, 
I have noticed that the people who get favored, white or black, are the people that have the right pedigree, they went to the right schools. And for someone like me, I guess I've always been an outsider, and I certainly think outside the box. I've been very creative. This is not the first time I've had someone borrow my ideas. Even in graduate school, there was a problem. One professor charged another professor with plagiarism of my work in graduate school. (laughs) And so this has been uh, something that I have seen happen again and again. And it bothers me more with Claudine Gay because she is so mediocre. And I think it's insulting not just to racial and ethnic minorities, but to every American who has worked hard playing by the rules Uh, to achieve uh, what they've achieved, and for someone like her to be protected every step of the way, not held to the same standards, and Harvard thinks they're going to be able to get away with it? I don't think so, and I've told people (laughs) that. I mean, the thing that gets me is they are willing to harm higher education in America as well as K-12 education because if they try to redefine plagiarism, it's going to uh, affect uh, every level of education. But their brand, which is already in the toilet, as far as I'm concerned, they would rather um, hurt their brand than to admit they made a mistake with, with Claudine Gay. They made a mistake when they hired her from Stanford and made her a uh, full professor, when they made her dean of faculty, when they made her president, and when they decided to keep her president. And those answers she gave during the testimony, she was more concerned about not offending the left. Uh, That was why I believe she gave her answers. I believe they were all coached, but she wasn't going to give. And that's one uh, explanation. The other is that she wasn't smart enough or she didn't have the moral character to know that what she was saying was so horrific. Harvard tried very hard to clear her of breaching these plagiarism standards, you know, before she testified so that no one would know about it. Again, threatening the New York Post, uh, you know, just covering up everything for her. She's only been there a year. I don't know that she's so special given all of these. uh, There are at least 10 instances where she lifted full sentences uh, and uh, we're just finding out more as time goes on. And Harvard, it appears, is willing to take the hit because the truth is that even though they're a private university, they get federal funds, they have federal contracts, they get federal tax benefits. And, you know, you've got some major donors who were like, if, if, if there are Jewish students on campus to get to the, the core issue here, who are afraid to go to class, who are being told, don't wear your yarmulke, don't wear the Star of David, you know, um, and, and don't go to class if you're afraid, well, then they're pulling back some major money. Why would they risk? all that for this woman and and i'm going to ask you an an even tougher question if she were a white male would she be gone if she were a white woman or a black conservative she'd be gone and so uh, look at how they've treated roland fryer a uh an economist at harvard who really is brilliant who doesn't have the same pedigree i mean she's done everything possible to try to destroy his life And with uh, Harvard, I think that they can't indict Claudine Gay without indicting themselves. And so that's Mm -hmm. why uh, people have come together across political uh, science, because they have said that 
distinguished political scientists have said that it's not plagiarism. It is absurd uh, for them to say that it's not plagiarism. And if I were Claudine Gay, if I had gotten myself in such a, a situation, because it was my undergraduate uh, alma mater, and because so many people, you know, believed in me, I would not want to hurt them, hurt the institution, yep. hurt higher yep. education. The mm -hmm. right thing to do would be to step down. And I'm telling you, they would give her a soft landing. My friend, Dr. Carol Swain, I continue to be impressed with you. You are uh, an incredible uh Incredible academic and a very special person. Thank you so much for joining the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. We wish you well, and we're going to have you back. I want to see how you're going to be like white on rice. You're a stitch, too. <laughs> Take care, Dr. Carol Swain. Thank you. You're welcome. And there she is, folks. She is an incredible woman. I've known her for many years. Strong, smart, articulate, the whole deal. Anyway, uh, we are going to continue with the show in just a few minutes. It's the Judge Janine Show.